You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 146. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, Yummy Mummies. This is a super fun episode. I got this idea from my dear friend, Jamie Berman. Check her out. She is a money money manifestation coach. She's so good. But she was telling me how she's having um, some of her followers, audience members, clients, whatever, come on the podcast and get coached so that y'all, so that her audience can see what is coaching anyways. Like, what does that even mean? Because I think we understand what coaching is in the context of like lacrosse or football. But when it comes to weight loss or it comes to money, some of us might be like, I could kind of get it, but we don't really get it. So I'm like, okay, well, what would the best way to really get it be? Let's actually coach and you can see what it's like. And I think the power of coaching can come from getting coached but also from seeing someone else or listening to someone else get coached. It's just as powerful. And that's one of the reasons why the Yummy Mummy experience is set up in a group format because you get like 10 coaching sessions in one. So I think it's really profound to coach in kind of a group setting. So without further ado, I want to welcome Laura and Emily to the podcast. They are going to get coached. So welcome, you guys. I'm just like totally honored that you are here and like thrilled that you are here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to go to Laura first. So Laura, tell me a little bit about what you wrote in on your email, kind of what you want help with, and then let's help you. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. So I guess my biggest struggle, and I even asked my husband, I'm like, okay, you hear all the complaining, but what would you say is my number one thing? And so we kind of came up with like sticking with what I said I was going to do. So Mm. for example, okay, no sugar, which I've done in the past and I've been successful for weeks at a time. And it's like, I do really well all day, but then after dinner, I'm like, okay, I'm satisfied as far as fullness, but I just want something sweet just to like finish off dinner. And so I'll grab like a quote unquote healthier dessert or like, I don't know if there's a Costco around the whole US, but those heavenly hunks. So it's like, oh, oh it's kind of like one of those, um I don't know, it's like a no-bake cookie almost. So it's okay. like a healthier, like, you know, naturally sweetened, but there's definitely sugar in it too. So I'll grab one of those. And then I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? Like I didn't stick mm. with what I said I was going to do and I made it through the whole day. So it's, mm. it's almost like that. And then kind of going off of that too is sometimes not necessarily after dinner, but other times if I mess up earlier in the day, I tend to go off the rails the rest of the day. Mm. That yeah. like the all or nothing. And so definitely looking for some strategies to combat those, those things. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because you are not alone. Like you and everyone else, like I can just hear everyone agreeing like, oh, yep. Me too. Me too. hundred percent. Okay. So why do you want something after dinner? Do you think? I've been asking myself that like so much. I'm like, why do I feel like I always need something sweet to finish a meal? 
Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's like a, I know sometimes what runs through my head is, well, I've done good all day. So this little bit won't hurt. Mm. Um, it's just a small little bit, you know, it won't really have an impact. Mm. Um, so I know that's one of my thoughts. Yeah. Really trying to get to the bottom of that too. Like, what is it that I'm not like satisfied with at the end of a mm. normal meal that is on plan? Mm. Yeah, well, it could just be a habit that you're like in the habit of like, I've heard it called opposite taste. Like you've probably had like a somewhat savory meal. And then we've like been trained to like want opposite taste. (laughs) And that is so funny you bring that up because when I am going off the rails or like, I don't know if it would be considered a binge, but I have been known to do binges before and I go from sweet to salty, sweet to salty. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's something to it physiologically too. So some of us will do this, right? We're like, I got to crack the code. Like there's got to be like this secret thought. I noticed you doing that a little bit. Like I got to get to the bottom of it. And I wonder if you maybe already have, and now we just have to solve for it. So physiologically, you want the sweet because it's going to give you a bit of a dopamine hit. You're getting a hit really. Now, is that bad or wrong? No, it's really not. It's actually totally neutral. It's just that you're not getting the result that you want when it, I'm guessing, when it comes to your weight and when it comes to you following through on the promise that you made to yourself, right? There's like two results here that you want, which are awesome. I think like, let's go for it. Let's get it. But you are not wrong or bad for wanting opposite taste afterwards. Like we are dopamine seeking beings, (laughs) like human beings seek dopamine. It's just, can we seek that hit from something that gives us a net positive or at least a net neutral? So We know that physiologically, yes, you might be looking for opposite taste because you've just been in the habit. Like it literally could just be the habit of. So I wonder if we could give you a Band-Aid. So you guys, just FYI, I'm a fan of solving the problems at the root, like solving our, whatever you want to call this, our our weight problem or our body image problem or our relationship with food problem, whatever you want to call it. I am a huge fan. And that's what the Yummy Mommy Experience does is we heal this at the root. But if we can have a little Band-Aid, let's have a Band-Aid. Like if my daughter and my daughter did, poor thing, have surgery when she was very young, like they're going to give her a Band-Aid as they are helping her solve her problem at the root, like the doctor, so to speak, right? So I think it's okay for you to have a Band-Aid. Now, the Band-Aid, y'all, usually won't give you as big of a hit. So let's figure out what a Band-Aid could be for you just to make it easier. Could it be a piece of gum? Could it be a, like, chocolatey tea? Like I used to do uh, chocolate element tea. Like element is that electrolyte, L-M-N-T. It's sugar-free. And so I would give myself a Band-Aid for that nighttime eating just to kind of like wean myself off. Because sometimes when we go cold turkey, we need a Band-Aid. We need a little help. And I do recommend, like I said in the last podcast episode, I really do recommend that if you guys are wanting to get away from sugar, that you do cut sugar cold turkey, but can you have a Band-Aid in that? So 
Let me just kind of give the mic back to you, Laura. Like, what are your thoughts about a Band-Aid? Would you be open to like just grabbing a piece of gum or making yourself a tea? Yeah. And I, some nights I do that. Like I got from you that idea for that Zevia, like the root mm. beer, that zero sugar yes. root beer that's just sweetened with Stevia. And that is like, that works for me. Yeah. Super sweet. I don't even drink. I've never was really a big pop drinker anyway. So that's like a definite treat. And then sometimes I'll do like a piece of, well, I have like Ezekiel bread with peanut butter because mm-hmm. that's something sweet. So I've done mm-hmm. that, but then I'm like, so there's certain nights. Yes, I do the Band-Aid thing and I'm fine with that. But like you said, I do eventually want to get to the root of like, oh yeah, well, I need. Don't this- worry. You're not done. You're not okay, done. Here. Okay. Okay. So I just want to make a decision on what the Band-Aid is so that you still have something. It might be like a a net neutral, like the Zevia is probably a thing that you could consume that will give you a dopamine hit. It won't be as big as like the Costco no-bake cookie situation. I don't, what are those things called? Oh my gosh. Heavenly hunk. (laughs) They're insane. (laughs) Don't even buy them. Oh my God. We just joined Costco, you guys, because my kids were begging to join Costco. I'm like, okay, we... Have officially arrived in the suburbs. We live in the suburbs because my kids are psyched to go to Costco. They got there and they're like, wait a second, this isn't that great. Where are the samples? <laughs> um, so, okay. So what heavenly hunk? Heavenly hunks. Heavenly hunks. Okay. The kids, like that's the thing. I get them for the kids, quote unquote, but then I'm like, oh, but they're so good. Yeah. So I want you to decide that you get a band aid, but that that band aid has to be a, uh, uh, Zevia. Yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't recommend the Band-Aid being Ezekiel and peanut butter unless you're truly physically hungry after dinner, which it sounds like you're not. Right. Right. Is it because that is like still calories and more food than I need? Yeah, I think so. Like I, I really like to help my clients define, cause people always ask like, well, what should my goal be? Right? Like what, what should I want to weigh? What do you mean when you say natural weight? And I say, you will bottom out at your natural weight. You will fall into your dream come true weight when you are using food for what it is for, which is fuel. And when you are overeating, and overeating does not mean binging necessarily. It can just mean an extra piece of Ezekiel toast that your body actually doesn't need. And what you're doing, and this isn't like me criticizing you either, Laura. I mean this with all the love, and this was totally me too. You're using it as an emotional eat, right? You're emotionally hungry. And that's where we're going to go in a minute. We're going to like figure out what's happening here. So when you're using food for what it is for, which is fuel, you really will bottom out when you stop overeating food and using food for other reasons Food is just for hunger. That's the only problem that it solves actually in the long run, right? And right now for you, it's solving something else, which we're going to figure that out. It's probably solving like your need for a reward or your need for some comfort or your need for like a treat, like just some pleasure in your life. Like I think that we can all relate to that too. So we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that's why I would recommend the Zevia because that's going to give you a net neutral. And if you have the peanut butter with Ezekiel, again, it's not bad or wrong, 
but it probably isn't going to help you get to where you want to go if your goal is to come into your natural weight by using food for what it is for, which is fuel. And you're still going to enjoy the food. Like you're still going to enjoy your eating experiences when you're eating food for fuel. You just remove that layer of overeating. And again, I remember being like, well, I don't overeat. Like, yeah, okay, maybe sometimes I go a little crazy, but for the most part, I don't overeat. But overeating can look like eating double the portion or going back for seconds or eating 120% of what you actually need, right? It can mean filling your plate when you actually don't need a full plate or like our plates are giant these days too, right? So, okay, so let's say that you want the hunk, the heavenly hunk, (laughs) because you want opposite taste, which is normal. And so we're going to solve that with the Zevia for right now. But why else do you want it? I feel like it's the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And yes, the reward thing sounds like a common theme. But also, I find myself and I've been catching myself doing better, but like using food to relax. Mm -hmm. I just need relaxation and I don't want to move on to the next part of my night, which is cleaning up all the dishes, getting the kids ready for bed, helping them pack their lunches. It's like I'm almost delaying the next phase of my day and I've already had a full day of work and I'm tired. Yeah. So I can tell you that's probably my biggest thing after dinner is why I can't stick to what I say is because my brain gives me the excuse of let's just drag this out a little bit longer. Yeah. I don't want to do the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is, okay. You got to give yourself some like major credit. Like you do know what's going on. I've been listening to you a lot. So that's been helping. (laughs) I've already been trying to coach myself, but yeah, you're doing a really, really good job. Okay. So, and this is the benefit, right? Of having a coach is you could really go and like break it down. So you're seeking relaxation. You're seeking some pleasure. You're seeking a hit. So we're going to do both. My guess is all day long, you're using willpower. Mm -hmm. So like at work when there's like donuts in the break room or whatever, your kids go out for ice cream and you say no, and you say no, and you say no, and you say no. Willpower is not a renewable resource. And what's so interesting about willpower is it's like I kind of like to think you get like a container of willpower every day. And every time you say no, like, no, I can't have it, but oh, it's so unfair, like to the ice cream or to the donuts or whatever, you're pulling from that container. Now, you're also pulling from that container every time you sit down and do a hard project at work that you don't want to do, or every time you don't yell at your kids and you want to and you're being loving and patient with them, or every time you want to honk your horn and you don't because that a-hole cut you off right? Like you're pulling from that. You can kind of see it. You're pulling from that same container. It's like you're being patient. You're like acting proper. You're not emailing your boss back with a bunch of like profanities, (laughs) you know, when he's asking you to do something you don't want to do. So of course, at the end of the day, there's like nothing left. 
there's no way that you are going to be able to say no to the heavenly hunk because you have no more no's left. You used them all. Mm -hmm. So that's where I recommend, and this is a nuanced practice and it's a practice, but I want you to practice allow power. So you guys can go back and listen to that episode, but the Cliff Notes version of it is, I see you heavenly hunk, or even earlier in the day when there's donuts in the break room, I see you donuts. I, I do want you. I want you. I love you. <laughs> it would be real dreamy to eat you right now. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to want you. There's literally food labs after food labs after food labs dedicated to getting these foods to taste a certain way so that we can become addicted, essentially. It's not our fault. So instead of being like, no, I can't have it. I got to be strict. I got to lose this weight. I got to stick to this. I have to. Like you said that kind of at the beginning, like I got to stick to this. It's just a gentle switch of, no, I do want you, but I want my goal more. And yeah, this is a little uncomfortable, but what if I take a deep breath? Will this strong urge pass? Let's just see. Oh, wow. It's already passing. That's what allow power sounds like in your head. And willpower to me sounds like, no, I can't. What's wrong with me? Get it together. You should know better by now. We said we were going to do this and we're not doing this. Right. And I'm being a little exact. I'm exaggerating willpower a little bit, but willpower doesn't have a loving tone. Allow power is like speaking to your child. Like, yeah, my kid wants a third popsicle. Like, duh, of course. And no. I'm sorry. I love you, kid. Yeah. And willpower is such a fight. Mm -hmm. I like the sound of the allow power is allowing the feeling in, but then still, I'm still having to practice that talking myself out of it part because I've been practicing allowing it. Like, yes, of course that looks good. And then I think it's the the letting it pass and the patience yeah. part we need to work on. Yes. And don't lie to yourself. The patience part is shorter than you actually think. I promise you. Like practicing allow power will take 10, 15, 20 seconds. Your brain that wants the heavenly hunk, your brain whose job is to get the heavenly hunk your job's brain is seek pleasure, avoid pain, and do it with the least amount of effort. Like, let's get dopamine hits all day long. So your brain's going to get clever. Your brain's going to be like, allow power takes 10 minutes. We can't do that. We don't have 10 minutes. <laughs> no. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's just do that. Let's just get this over with and have the heavenly hunk. Like, right. let's do it. Yeah. So don't believe your brain when your brain tells you it's going to take a long time and you have to be real patient. Like, okay. you got to be patient for 20 seconds. Max, and one of my favorite thoughts to use to practice allow power is, let's just see. Let's just see if we get a Zevia and open it and take one sip, what happens? Like, yeah, we want the heavenly hump, but let's just like, let's just see. And this is a practice and you've been practicing. So good job. It's not, it sucks. It's not overnight. I wish it was overnight. I wish that we had a magic pill. I mean, I don't really, but, right. but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I want you to start practicing allow power even more. And like, I want you to be enthusiastic towards allow power. Like, 
almost looking for ways to allow urges to exist inside your body and to not answer them by eating the thing. I want you to be exuberant towards it. Like, oh, look, I got another urge that I allowed. Mm. I'm amazing. That's amazing. Because the more urges you allow, the lower your desire gets. This is how you decondition your brain. Like you said, like I've had moments or I've had weeks where I'm off the sugar and it, you know, it doesn't feel so hard. And I do think the less that you eat it, the easier it gets because of that physiological component. Absolutely. you, You just won't want it. Now, there was a part about what you were bringing up that I thought was so relevant to like us as moms or women in the world, which is you have this big, long day and then you have a big, long evening routine. So I want you to think about how you can, and this, this can be your homework. And I, I actually want you to email me once, once you do it and implement it. How I, I was just thinking about designing a retreat about this. Like how can we make our ordinary daily lives extraordinary? Like, how can this be like less of a grind? Like, can we gamify it? Like, you're gonna help your kids make lunches. I mean, I think you're gonna empty the dishwasher. You're gonna do your job. How, if we can't get out of it, how can we get into it? And I only say that from a knowing that you can get out of it. You don't have to make your kids lunches. You don't have to clean up the dishwasher. You do not even have to go to work. You want to do that. So if that is what you want to do and that is your choice and you've chosen it and it is a proper, firm decision, then once you've decided, okay, that's the decision. And now, now what? Now, you know what? I've decided so I can't get out of it. So I'm going to get into it. How are you going to get into it? And a lot of what I want you to do is what I call do strategies, but also thought strategies. So how can I, if I can't get out of it, how can I get into it? Maybe you start playing music. Maybe you start giving your partner some things to own in the household. Maybe you go out to dinner once a week. You know, I don't know. But also thought strategies. Like, why is your day so annoying? And I'm not, I may be putting like words in your mouth, but like, just go with me for hypothetical purposes. Like, why is your day so stressful? Why is it so annoying? Like, why do you need to relax from it so much? I want you to see if you can start thinking about your life 1% more positively. Just 1%. I don't want you to do like a 180, but hey, how can I feel a little better about my life, about my day-to-day than I do right now? Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. It's like that quote that's like, create a life that you don't need to take a vacation from or whatever that is. Yeah. Like, like making it so you don't need to relax from it. Like why? Yeah. Why does it have to be so far on the other end? And that's the root work because you won't be so desperate is a strong word, but desperate for the hunk. That makes <laughs> the total hunk. sense. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, because you're seeking something pleasurable because you feel like your life isn't pleasurable or fill in the blank, whatever words you would use. And a lot of it is just the way that you are describing your life to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can put on the music. Yes, you can go out to dinner. But let's say 
all the speakers in your house break and no, you can't go out to dinner because it's a blizzard or whatever. I still want you to have the thoughts ready to go so that you can feel good about your life in the quote unquote worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's still going to be days that are going to be hard. Like let's not lie to ourselves, right? Let's not be Pollyannas here, but let's level up. I think this is actually low hanging fruit for a lot of us. Like just notice the ha- like the habitual thoughts that you think about your life that are causing you to feel stressed or not relaxed or annoyed or irritable or like, ugh. And then how can you change those a little bit? Yeah. So a lot of us are thinking like, oh, it's too much. I'm like, is it too much or is it just right? Is it? perfect for me. No, maybe it is too much and I'm going to take this thing off my plate and I'm not going to do it or whatever it is. So your homework would be to identify one negative or unintentional thought that you think about your life on a regular basis. And then I want you to thought swap it. I want you to change it out. I want you to counter it. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm thinking ahead already trying to do my homework, but I will think on it. Yeah, do that, do that homework. And that's for all of you, you guys. If you're feeling annoyed or irritated or kind of just like, oh, I don't want to do my nightly routine, how can you hack it? You're not going to get out of it, right? Like most likely you're going to keep putting your kids to bed. You're going to keep doing the routine. So get into it. Make it fun for yourself. Like however you guys want to do that. It's like my my example all the time is the dishes. Like I talk about the dishes like every podcast, I swear to God. I love doing the dishes now. It's the perfect example. I used to hate doing the dishes. It used to be a fight. I would resent my husband over the dishes. It was just so dramatic. And then I'm like, you know what? I love a clean kitchen. I love doing the dishes. And I'm going to do the dishes because I love having a clean kitchen. And so I'm going to put my podcast on, listen to my, I am obsessed with podcasts. This is so great. Like what else am I doing anyways? Because you're right, Laura, this is the root work because if you don't have to escape it, then you're good to go. You're exactly right. Exactly right with that quote. And that's what we're doing the majority of our lives. Like, can you imagine We don't want to be on our deathbeds, like not to be dramatic, but we don't want to be on our deathbeds and being like, oh man, I could have had fun on a Tuesday night doing the mundane. There is some, so much magnificence to be had in the mundane, but we do, we have to, you know, we have to be intentional and we have to work for it a little bit. Okay. So I gave you a lot, but I want you to thought swap and I want you to practice allow power. And I want you to remember that this and use your Zevia and remember that this is a practice and you're doing it right. I promise. No, thank you. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, that was so helpful. I know it because this is just so common. Okay, let's go to Emily. Thank you so much for being brave and coming on and getting coached. Emily, talk to us. Tell us what you got. So my question just came something that through talking to other people made me realize that somehow over the years I have developed like this bad relationship with food. When I've tried tracking my diets or whatever, tracking my meals using uh, my fitness pal, I do good until I eat something bad. 
And then I either conveniently forget to track it or I'll just track it later. And then at the end of the day, I'm trying to go back and remember because I just don't want to see it getting written down. I don't want to see the results of it. Another side to that is I, you know, I've tried different diets as well. And one of one diet that was recommended to me was like the autoimmune diet or something. You're just going to look at the ingredients of all your food and it has to be recognizable. Seemed simple enough. And it seemed like this attractive diet. Yeah, that seems much easier. And that that diet turned out to be just not real life. You know, families having a barbecue. Well, you can't eat anything there because everything has these quote unquote bad ingredients. And so I'd eat some and I'd feel bad. And so it's like, well, I might as well just keep ruining the day. So I, yeah, now it's just, I don't, you know, people are like my fitness palettes, it's just a tool. We just, you know, and I just don't want to, some, I just am hesitant to use it. I find excuses not to, I'm too busy. I've got, I document everything all day. I'm a nurse. Like, you know, I have to document everything I do at work. I don't want to document everything I do at home and I'm doing homework as well. So anyway, I find all these excuses not to yeah. use it. I have to see what I eat and put it down on paper. And sometimes I just, I just want to eat it and then forget about it. Yeah. So everything that you put in your mouth, everything that you eat is neutral. Everything that you have ever eaten in the past, this is for everybody listening, is completely neutral until you have a thought about it. So I think the work here is releasing the judgment. There's so much judgment and so much labeling, and this is so normal because we all grow up in this culture of good, bad, bad, good, black and white, right? So for you, Emily, I want you to start seeing every single choice, every single decision, every single piece of food in your mouth. It's completely neutral. It has no meaning until you have a thought about it. You have a lot of like unintentional negative thoughts about certain foods that you put in your mouth. Again, super, super normal. So the reason why you're doing that, like the reason why it's so negative is because you're making it mean something. Do you know what you're making it mean? What is your thought about it? That was bad? Yeah. And feel guilty towards it. Yes, that was bad. What else do you think? Like, why do you feel guilty? What are the other thoughts? You eat something that is not on your plan and then you think what? I shouldn't have ate that, but it was really good. <laughs> and I, I have debates with myself in my head. I'm like, you just forgive yourself later or whatever. Forgive yourself and move on. But I just seem to recycle that. So I don't really know what my thoughts are. It's just. Oh, no, you just told me. You do know what your thoughts are. That was really good. Your thoughts are, that was bad, I shouldn't have. And then how do you feel? You said guilty, right? Mm -hmm. And then what do you do when you feel guilty? I just feel bad about it the rest of the day. And then I don't care about anything after that. I'm like, exactly. Well. Exactly. I'm so glad because I wanted to go there with Emily, but we didn't have time. So I'm like, okay, we're getting, we're going to, we're going to get to coach on like this throw in the towel mentality, right? Which comes from that black and white thinking. And you guys can see the model at play. If you're familiar with the model or the Cliff Notes version of that is the think, feel, act cycle. 
So she's thinking a thought, that was bad, I shouldn't have. Then she feels guilty. And because she feels guilty, then she just walks around all day feeling like crap. And she throws in the towel. She continues to eat things that are off plan that may or may not serve her, right? All because she's just having a thought, that was bad, you shouldn't have done that. I promise you that's where the work is. So what could you think the next time you eat a food that isn't on your plan? So that's that's where I come to, I have those debates. Like I just try and just be like, there's times I've tried to talk to myself and say, it's not the end of the world. If I dropped my phone and I cracked the case, I wouldn't just go throw it across the street or run over it with my car. Like, Yeah, that's a great example. And then sometimes I just try and do better, but even if I get talk myself out of it later in the day, another quote unquote, maybe food that wasn't on my plan comes in front of me and it's like, well, might as well. Okay. Let's, let's go back to the original thought that you were thinking that was bad. You shouldn't have. Okay. Is it bad? Is it really so bad? So like, give me an example of a food that you would have eaten. Like, let's say like barbecue ribs at the family barbecue and you know, the barbecue sauce that has like I don't know, something in it that you can't pronounce. Yeah. And then you're like, that was bad. I shouldn't have. Or do you have another example? The one thing that I go to that I have a weakness for, I tell everybody that I think they're laced with cocaine is those like gummy nerd clusters. I can't. Have you ever had one? No. Don't. Just don't. Just don't even go there. (laughs) You know, it's like I eat them and they're good, but then it's like, I, like I tell people, I'm like, I just, they, I always feel like I just need to have more. And yeah, I mean, uh, I really think there is an addictive quality. I mean, they've proven it by now. Right. But so you eat the, you eat the nerds and then you think that was bad. You shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. As I have a handful of more eaten. Right. Right. Cause you're like, whatever. So it's like throwing the towel. But I really want to look at it. Like, is it really the worst thing ever? Like, come on. It's just nerds. Like, is that so bad? No, I have friends that have really nice bodies that will eat nerds sometimes and they don't seem to have that same effect on her. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so interesting. It's like we shame the crap out of ourselves when it comes to nerds or barbecue sauce or whatever the example is, or like heavenly hunks, (laughs) it's going to be my new example. It's going to be my new cupcake. (laughs) We shame the crap out of ourselves. I'm like, you guys are not doing like crack cocaine. Like it's a nerd. Like, okay. I get that. That's not what you want to do every day. I understand. That's not the direction. And is it so bad? Because I think a lot of us, when we say that to ourselves, we're like, God, that is so bad. And what we're really saying is that's so bad and I'm bad. Like I'm bad and I'm wrong because I'm eating these nerds. It's like we give so much power and so much meaning to these nerds. And what's so crazy is then we feel guilty and then we just eat more nerds. But I'm like, is it bad or is it just something that we're working on? What do you think, Emily? Yeah, it's something that you're just working on, but I guess just trying to figure out how to maintain that thought process. Mm -hmm. 
moving forward. It's easy to do that now, but it's almost like subconscious, maybe like the habit thing you were talking about with her. When I do eat it, it's just a habit to mark it as bad. Yeah. So habit change is, it's so annoying because there's like this awareness phase. And when we're in the awareness phase as humans, we want to judge the crap out of ourselves. We really want to judge ourselves. We do not have to do that. We can love ourselves in that instead and be curious. So when you change your habit, there's step zero. Okay. Step zero is you're just eating the nerds and you don't even really notice it. You're not really aware. Step one, oh, I've eaten the nerds. I'm noticing that this might not be something that serves me. It's not bad. It's just something that doesn't serve me. Then you're eating the nerds and you're watching yourself. This is the worst part. This is step two. You're eating the nerds. You're watching yourself eat the nerds. You're like, I shouldn't be eating these nerds. This isn't going to give me what I want, but I'm still doing it. I can't seem to stop. Normal part of habit change. You can't not go through step two in order to be over here where your desire is at a natural cadence and where you weigh what you want. Step three, you catch yourself right before you eat the nerds. Oh, I'm noticing I want the nerds. They're not going to serve me. I'm not going to have the nerds. And then step four is you don't notice the nerds because you're so deconditioned. But there is that really annoying step of step two where you're watching yourself eat them (laughs) and you don't want to be deep down. And it doesn't help in that moment to say to yourself, this is bad. You shouldn't be doing this. It helps instead to say, oh, interesting. Let's look at this for a second. We've already tried being mean to ourselves. We've already tried saying, this is bad. You, What's wrong with you? Get it together. Let's go. You know better by now. We've already tried that. It doesn't work. What happens when we think thoughts like that is we throw in the towel and we go back to step one or step zero. So I'm just recommending to all y'all that are listening and Emily, that you just try talking to yourself a little differently around like, okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe I could actually learn from this because what you were saying, Emily, I thought was great. You're like, you know, I could just forgive myself and I do want you to forgive yourself, but not without evaluating. So many of us don't want to evaluate why eat the nerds in the first place because it's laced with so much shame, but the shame is optional. You do not have to feel shame when you look back and say like, why was I reaching for those nerds when I said I was going to do no sugar? Oh, it's because my day is so exhausting. (laughs) I'm going to make my day not so exhausting by thinking new thoughts and by going to bed a half an hour earlier and having a dance party or whatever the thing is. Right. So it really is your thoughts because otherwise it's, it's the yo-yo, right? It's like the black and white. It's the throw in the towel life or the super strict life. And what I want to offer is the middle ground. And when you're in step two and you notice you're in that awareness moment, I want you to start to think, Hmm, there's something to learn here. And every moment is a Monday morning moment. What if I just put it down? You can use allow power right there. What if I just set it down? Like, let's just see what happens. I bet I'm going to actually feel better because I'm going to get to feel proud of myself for treating this Friday night like a Monday morning. And I'm not going to feel the sugar hangover tomorrow. 
because I've stopped now. Like there's a lot of reasons that will serve you that you can find for stopping in the moment. Okay. Why don't you want to see it, Emily? Like you're like, I don't want to log it because then I have to see it. And I want to just offer you, it's just neutral. It's just a decision that you get to have your own back over. You probably don't want to see it, right? Because you're like, because you're going to make it mean something about you as a human. And it's just not true. And it just, it adds to the calories for the day. So then later I have to eat less because I ate that earlier. Yes. Yes. Maybe. I mean, maybe if you do the yummy mummy method, we don't have to count calories anymore. <laughs> oh. Yes, I get that too. You're like, I don't want to see that because that's going to be, and then that feeds into that same cycle, that same black and white cycle, and it becomes nearly impossible. I wonder about just writing your food down in a journal. This is what I have my clients do instead of like tracking it in an app. Just writing it down. You don't even have to write numbers next to it. It's like you're just learning. Huh, I wonder what happened there. Wonder what went on. That's homework for you, Emily, is to maybe don't track on an app. Maybe write it down on a piece of paper. But you only get to do that if you pinky promise that you're going to love yourself through it and have your own back. And if you do eat something, which inevitably you will because you are a human that is not, quote unquote, on your plan. I want you to think a thought that feels good in your body. What do you think that thought could be? We brainstorm some. Instead of that was bad, you shouldn't have. What are you going to think? Just recognizing that I ate it and then why do I want this? And allow power. You know, I'm not saying no to this. I'm just saying, does this serve me right now? And then the positive, putting in the positive thinking later, I won't have a sugar crash later. Doesn't serve my plan or my purpose. And it's not, you know. Yeah. I love that because what you're doing is you're switching from judgment to curiosity. Instead of saying that was bad, which for a lot of us were, what we're really saying is I am bad and you shouldn't have. It's like, no, I'm a human. Like I should have. These foods are designed in a certain way. My brain is designed in a certain way to get me to eat it. No, I'm not. That, that was not bad. That's actually a learning opportunity there. This is actually a good thing because if I can learn from that, then I can get 1% better and 1% better and 1% better. So I, that's, it, it seems like not this huge, like life altering thing, but I promise you guys, it's about our thoughts. Every time a piece of food goes into your mouth, there has to be a thought that precedes that action. There's always a thought that causes the food to go into your mouth. And if we can be willing to explore what those thoughts are, then we can get to step four where we just don't even see the nerds, which I know sounds like totally not believable. So I want you to start to utilize every, every moment is a Monday morning moment. Like see how quick, make it a game, get that allow power up, make it a game, right? We don't have to spin out and then, and then do notice, like stay in the 
the pride. Wow, that was great, right? We have to be willing to focus on what we did do. We're actually doing way more than we think we are in terms of behaviors that serve us. We just have these brains that are biased to the negative. And like, well, you didn't do that. And you didn't do that perfectly. I'm like, B minus work. Let's go for B minus work. I just gave a an example inside the Yummy Mummy experience yesterday because she, and we all, I think, are kind of these re- recovering perfectionists. We want to get like 100% for the day, right? We want to like eat perfectly on plan. And when we don't eat perfectly on plan, then what is the point of life? Screw it all, all the nerds and all the hunks, right? But I was like, to my client, I was like, did you play sports growing up? She's like, yeah, I played softball. I was like, okay, so think of it like this. When you play softball, the goal is to hit the ball and get on base, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Do you hit the ball and get on base every time? No, you don't. But you don't like quit. Like, can you imagine if you got up to bat? I don't even like, I don't know how you bat. I'm like, I didn't really play very much softball. You get up to bat, you don't hit it. Can you imagine if you just threw the bat down and like walked out? You get another chance. You get two more chances. And then if you strike out, you get another chance. And you get another chance. And you get another chance. You don't quit the game of softball because you didn't hit the ball one freaking time. Right? So, yes, is the goal to hit the ball and get on base 100%? Is the goal to honor your plan 100%? Are you going to do it perfectly all the time? No. But you don't quit. It's like... I don't know why we know uh, we we get softball. We understand softball. We understand golf. We understand skiing. We understand playing the piano. All these other things. We understand we understand learning math. But when it comes to weight loss, it's like, well, well you got to do it perfectly. Which what even is that? <laughs> and if you don't, I mean, just let's just bury our faces in brownies. Like what? <laughs> it's, it makes no sense. So treat it, you guys, like a game. Like a game. I think about this with golf all the time. Is the goal to get par or a hole in one on every every hole? But we don't quit golf. It's like one of the most popular sports. It's crazy. Okay. That's what I got for you guys. So Laura, Emily, any questions? You guys feel complete for right now? All right. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. That is our episode for today. You guys, if you want more of this, if you are picking up what we're putting down, if you're like, oh yeah, I can really see the value of coaching, make sure you go to lauraconley.com and get on the wait list for the next round of the Yummy Mummy Experience. We're going to start in October. Thank you guys so much. Have the best week ever. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate review and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. 
If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys, have the best day ever. Bye.